a challenging time for the whole world is revealed when we reach Revelation chapter 6 and the Lamb, that great symbol for Jesus as our risen Savior and King, is opening each of seven seals. And with each seal on the scroll that he's holding being open, it unleashes some new challenge that the world shares. Some of Revelation's most familiar imagery comes about because of this. Imagery that in some ways has even gone beyond Revelation, has become part of just cultural awareness without people even realizing where it originated. Imagery like the four horsemen of the apocalypse, which often get depicted in ways that are even different from how they originated here in Revelation. Yet, when we read Revelation chapter 6, and we do so remembering the larger context, namely that the scroll that's being opened contains God's will. That the one holding the scroll and opening each of the seals so that these things are unfolding is in fact the Lamb. That all of these things, even the difficult, the painful things that are happening, are part of a bigger picture. That they're meant to lead someone. It can help us make sense, not only of what Revelation chapter 6 says, but of the things that we experience when we struggle in our world in these ways. Because in Revelation chapter 6, beginning with the first verse, Now I watched when the Lamb opened one of the seven seals, and I heard one of the four living creatures say with a voice like thunder, Come! And I looked, and behold, a white horse, and its rider had a bow, and a crown was given to him, and he came out conquering and to conquer. When he opened the second seal, I heard the second living creature say, Come! And out came another horse, bright red. Its rider was permitted to take peace from the earth, so that people should slay one another, and he was given a great sword. When he opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come! And I looked, and behold, a black horse, and its rider had a pair of scales in his hand. And I heard what seemed to be a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius, and do not harm the oil and wine. When he opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, Come. And I looked, and behold, a pale horse, and its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed him, and they were given authority over a fourth of the earth to kill with sword, and with famine, and with pestilence, and by wild beasts of the earth. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete, who were to be killed as they themselves had been. When he opened the sixth seal, I looked and behold, 
there was a great earthquake, and the sun became black as sackcloth, the full moon became like blood, and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as the fig tree sheds its winter fruit when shaken by a gale. The sky vanished like a scroll that is being rolled up, and every mountain and island was removed from its place. Then the kings of the earth, and the great ones, and the generals, and the rich, and the powerful, and everyone, slave and free, hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains, calling to the mountains and rocks, Fall on us, and hide us from the face of him who is seated on the throne, and from the wrath of the Lamb, for the great day of their wrath has come. And who can stand? There's no point in saying anything other. This is intense. It's intense, it's different, and because of that, it can be a little intimidating. It might seem confusing as you first read it. But even as we hear seven seals and four horsemen and just try to make sense of this when it is so different from so much of what we're used to reading in the Bible, appreciate what that larger picture is. And you might just realize that it's not actually so different. Because when it begins with the lamb holding the scroll, opening the seals, that reminds us of something that Scripture says over and over again. That through his death and resurrection, Jesus has ascended to reign. He's reigning at God's right hand. He is the Christ, God's anointed one, the true King of kings and Lord of lords who's over all. So as all of these things are unfolding, Jesus is the one ultimately in control. Jesus is the one in charge. Now we can recognize, like with those first four, with the horsemen, with that conquering white horse, with that war-bringing red horse, with that black horse whose activity is causing everyday items, items needed to live, like wheat, to skyrocket in price as there's great famine and need as that horse with its rider death comes out. And as Hades, the grave follows right behind it so that a fourth of all the earth, whether you're righteous or unrighteous, find themselves falling from all of these different ways, dying. Recognize that even as all of these things unfold, even as creation groans under the weight of these activities, the Lamb still holds the scroll. The Lamb's still the one opening the seals. And when that fifth seal is opened, and some of those who belong to the Lamb, who lost their lives specifically as martyrs, persecuted for their faith, cry out for justice, using words so reminiscent to what we see over and over in the Psalms. How long, God? Why must we suffer this way? How long till you bring justice to those that you say you love? Also like the Psalms, they're reassured. They're given a white robe. They're told to rest and made sure that God's judgment is coming, a glimpse of which we see when there does start to be great upheaval in the world, when the world as we know it starts to shift. Yes, Revelation is marvelously complex. Yes, these symbols are deep and rich, and we could spend hours just probing the depths here, tracing back some of the hyperlinks to other language from other parts of the Bible, to ways that this echoes things that other prophets like Zechariah or images, like when God spoke to Moses at Mount Sinai back in Exodus, come into play. Yet the overarching picture for us here, at a time where Christians were struggling in the first century and it was going to get worse, at a time when Christians are struggling today, 
When we see conquerors come from one nation to another, bringing with them war, causing skyrocketing prices, when we see pestilence or disaster cause disease and death and people being buried, when we wonder, how long, God? How much longer can it be like this? Father, when are you going to come? When are you going to finally punish those who wrong? Recognize that in all of that, we find ourselves in that same place. We get that same picture to know Jesus is in control. We find not confusion, but reassurance to endure. Because no matter how crazy the world may seem, Christ is still in charge. He is still king. And everything that ultimately unfolds does so under his control.